On this episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, we have a teacher that starts spring break early. We talk about Tiger Woods and special guest Tim Jones from Moonshiners Whiskey Business. All that and more on this episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Here we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where it's two guys take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy, and you, the listener, are getting a degree in common sense. We are broadcasting from the Busted Knuckle Studio right here in beautiful downtown historic Concord, North Carolina. And of course, I'd be your host, Biggin, and how about you? We've got a great show lined up for you as always, but before we begin, let me introduce you to the second half of this flaky biscuit. That's right, I am talking about the pride of Anderson, South Carolina, 2016's honorable mention Masters Champion of the World, the inventor of the redneck egg roll. Give it up on old mic number one, it's Mojo! Hello everyone, this is Mojo, and like you said, you're listening to the Southern Fry Philosophy Podcast. <laughs> You go to our website at southernflyphilosophy.com. You can actually hit the uh, listen button there and listen live at work. Or not live, but recorded it. Sure. But you can listen at work on your computer. Work. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you can also go to our, our Facebook page at Southern Fry Philosophy. Our Twitter's and Instagram at SFP Radio. Uh, YouTube.com forward slash SFP, uh, SFP Radio. There you go. Man, whew, I know I was going to forget something today. <laughs> and you can also, our favorite way to connect is our Apple. Uh, go to the iTunes. iTunes. <laughs> I, got, I got the Apple CarPlay thing stuck in my head right now. Oh, there you uh, go. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, pretty much any uh podcast player you have out there you can go there search southern fry philosophy uh make sure you hit the old subscribe or the heart um mm -hmm. that way you can kind of get our up episodes when they upload on the mondays and uh just listen there listen there share your favorite episodes um subscribe give us a like give us a review mm -hmm. that's how we move up that's how people find out about us is by the old uh Tricking the old algorithms to uh, to take a listen to us. Yep, ding! It shows up on your like little whatever you're looking at, and then that would be uh, awesome that they would become a new listener. Speaking of a new listener, we'd like to give a shout out to Broomfield, Colorado, Birmingham, Alabama, the home of Rick and Bubba, and Warrensburg, Missouri. What up, y'all? Thanks for listening. Yeah, we appreciate you tuning in. Yeah. Hey, uh, as we mentioned before, if you go to the southernfriedphilosophy.com website, there'll be a little button that you can click. That's all Patreon link. You can check that out, click on that, and you can become part of the SFP family. If you would like to start with a $5 donation, that will be the life tier. That would be awesome. If you uh, want to, that way you get like a bumper sticker. If you want a hat, that's a, a $10 of the month, and that's the Liberty tier. And then the gravy tier will give you a T-shirt. We'd love for you guys to be a part of the family. That would be fantastic. Uh, upcoming, our guest is Patrick Lilly. He's uh, had his song on our show for a couple of weeks. And so he will be in studio playing a little ditty for us, and we'll get to know him. And if you yourself would like to be in the studio, shoot us an email at sfpradio at gmail.com. And you yourself can be sitting in the busted, uh, sorry, the bad mother smokers smoking hot seats can come have a water with us, a hug, um, a Joe Biden creepy dance, whatever you want it to be, and uh, hang out with us. So that would that, be awesome. That, that issue sure died, didn't it? Oh, yeah. I wonder why. Hmm. I wonder why. We could speculate. There are conspiracy theories out there, I am sure. I love conspiracy theories. <laughs> I'm going to ask you like I ask you every week, Mojo, I be darn. I'm great. Yeah? Um, yeah. Got to, uh, just got back from Cincinnati. Um, that was a haul. Did you listen to WKRP in Cincinnati? I, 
I did not because uh, I was there. I was not there long enough to even find a station. So, do you remember that show? Yeah, I do. Oh, was I great. love that uh, one. The turkey drop for Thanksgiving is probably one of the greatest ever. Oh, so. Les Nesman. Yeah, God is my witness. Live I reporting thought. there from the turkey Turkey's drop. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, just got back from Cincinnati, and um, I. I think it's a consensus. I, mm-hmm. I, I did my own poll of one. And, okay. Um, no one knows how to drive. Okay. There you go. It's in. <laughs> it's out. Also, the roads. Breaking news. I, I've, I've determined this, that your tax dollars are not being efficiently used on the roads. In in Cincinnati? Anywhere. Okay. Well, yeah. That's, All right. That's so, clear. you know, leaving here in North Carolina, you know, from the Charlotte area, I have to travel through North Carolina, mm-hmm. Virginia, West Virginia, in Ohio. Oh, you're going that way. Yeah. All the way around. Yeah. Well, actually, gotcha. it's the shortest way. Is it? Allegedly. Huh. So, um, yeah, there's, uh, yeah, all, consensus, the, the state roads all mm-hmm. just suck. Yeah. So, uh, great job with the uh, not filling of poles and mm-hmm. great job of, my favorite part is West Virginia. Okay. I, I actually like West Virginia. I know you? it's a bunch of <laughs> backwoods hillbillies, but I, I love my hillbillies. Ne- next to Kentucky, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it, there's there's this uh, little highway, I think it's 35, between Charleston, basically Charleston, and uh, near Columbus. I think it's 35. Okay. I broke down on it, so I should know it. Oh, but, wow. Uh, uh, anyway. This week? This last week? No, no, no. That's when oh. I blew my transmission oh, okay. in December. All right. So, um, anyway, point. so, you know, on this road, you know, it's a, it's a decent road, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, they're trying to expand it. Anyway, um, on this road, there's actually signs that say dip Baby. and bump. Yep. Mm-hmm. Instead of actually fixing the dip <laughs> and fixing the bump, they just label them. That way, you know that you know if you have That's a, a good point. Yeah, that way, if you have a couple hundred thousand dollars in cargo in your trailer, sure. it's going to you know could be could be affected. So that yeah, so shout out to the West Virginia DOT for mm-hmm. um, at least labeling. I mean, they sure. gave they gave you the courtesy you of saying, "Hey, we 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 suck here at designing mm-hmm. roads and paving them." So anyway, wow. so you had a good time. I drove to Cincinnati, basically you know, pulled in, loaded a bike, jetted back out. Wow! But uh, how night, long did that trip? Uh, that's about from from Charlotte area. Mm-hmm. It's about seven hours. Hey, buddy, it's not bad, wow. not bad. But there's a little uh, casino in West Virginia that oh. I like to I like there to partake is. in. This is small, go? actually good. Uh, yeah, I won six hundred. So that, what? Yeah, so that's not bad. Daggum, son. I, I love me some casino play. I listen. That freaks me out. Really? I went in one time and I had two hundred dollars. I left with two hundred and twenty, and I thought I was like Hugh Hefner. <laughs> I was like, I'm if I if I could up. be a professional gambler, I mean, I mean, I would I would do it in a heartbeat. I look at you every week, and I look at your stone cold poker face, and I don't know if you love me or hate me because you would be great at poker because I I can't tell. I suck at poker. Oh. I suck at. It. I mean, yeah. well, I, I shouldn't say I suck, but mm-hmm. there's a lot. You know, there's people out there that you know have a large larger bankroll than I do. Sure, that can basically buy hands, mm-hmm. and I don't like that. I like you know. My my game is craps. Okay, uh, you know, in life and also the game, but, <laughs> but I, I like I like craps because um, it's it's pretty equal odds with a house. Yeah, um, it's it's just fun. I don't know. I I, I thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah, you're betting on people. You're betting against people. I I really enjoy that. So yeah, you have a, a better gambling tolerance than I do. I'm I'll go to the roulette and I'll do black or red, and that, that's as crazy as I'll get. I need to lose yeah, probably. Yeah, you probably do. See, roulette is actually one of the worst games in in uh, casino. But you got a 50-50 shot if no, you do you black and Well, I mean, that, yeah, but You're not going to win a whole lot, yeah, the how, buddy. I guess but you know, according to, you know, a couple betting websites, mm-hmm. your best odds are blackjack and craps. That's mm-hmm. your best odds. Yeah. You know, basically the old uh the old one-arm bandits, you know, the the slots, those mm-hmm. are 
uh, you might as well just go ahead and walk up to the cashier and say, here, here's 200 bucks. I'm leaving. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not a wise investment, <laughs> but craps, you know, craps, I can, I could, I mean, literally I, the longest I've ever stayed mm-hmm. and not, and not lost money was probably 12 hours. Wow. Right? So if you're, and that's my form of entertainment. I don't do the old Xbox. I don't right. do the old PlayStation. Sure. I don't, you know, there, there'll be rare times I binge watch something mm-hmm. on Netflix or Hulu or right. illegally pirating something. So, <laughs> Um, that's just not my thing. But yeah. anytime I get a, an opportunity to go to a, a casino, I mean, and I have my limits. I start sure. out, I, I take 200 bucks out because, you know, they always say don't bet anything you can't afford right. to lose. That's um, a PSA right there. Exactly. Because casinos are not bought, are not built on donations. So, mm. um, will, or at least, uh, you know, government donations are, right. they're, they're built on donations, donations, not willingly sometimes. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, just, I, I take 200 bucks. If I, if I crap out, then literally, mm. Then I'm gone. You know, if I if I could stretch it out for a few hours of fun, you know, yeah. which I consider fun. I mean, yeah. you know, some people love to skydive. Some people love to canoe. Some people love to run. I mean, <laughs> right. I, I just I like I like there the game. I I think the the introvert of me just gets freaked out by all the lights and noises. I'm just like I, I just want to go to my little hotel room and just be quiet. <laughs> well, that's a good thing about crabs. So you're standing at a table one on one, you know, with mm-hmm. you again on this table. Yeah, and it looks, you know, it looks very. Uh, I think that's the thing is I don't know what I'm doing. Well, but you know, so I, I taught myself, and I, actually, no, I shouldn't say that. You know, in Vegas, probably in. <sighs> 20 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, I had a, uh, uh, I, I went to this really like seedy looking casino before <laughs> they, you know, uh, tore it down. Mm-hmm. And I had some people teach me, you know, the, the dealers actually taught me, I was basically the only person there playing. Mm. Um, they taught me how to play. Mm. And I, I think I walked away with like 80 bucks that day. Nice. And I wouldn't say I'm hooked because, you know, I live four hours away from this casino. Right. So I'm not, I'm not driving through every day sure. uh, or, uh, or multiple times a month. I mean, I, you know, if I'm happen to be in the area, I'll stop. But yeah, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I thoroughly enjoy wow. it. I mean, some people love looking at me, going to museums. I, right. I don't, I like a challenge. I, that's my personality is built on chaos and challenge. Yeah. I, I love a challenge. Well, next time I'm going to give you $200 and say, bring me back six. It's probably I better than you. our investment that we did in Bitcoin. Oh, you're not lying <laughs> on that. <laughs> so how, how are you doing? I'm good. I, uh, Sunday was able to flip on the old masters. I know we're going to talk about Tiger here in a mm-hmm. little bit, but is there anything better than a Sunday afternoon masters golf, whatever's on TV? The, the wind is just cool enough where you can leave the doors open Mm -hmm. and you get on the couch and you're out in like five minutes. Jim Nance is talking in his calm, cool. We should probably do a whole podcast, Jim Nance voice. Remember when you did that, the sleep whisper podcast? (laughs) ASMR, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was uh, the best nap ever. The Masters, man. I don't care if you're a golf fan or not, but I mean, a lot of people will tune in just to watch that that one game. That one. Yeah. I mean, it's phenomenal. The course is beautiful. It has a storied history. Some some jaded, some not. But I mean, it's mm-hmm. just a great, beautiful course yeah. in Georgia. Um, the history there alone, but just the the beauty of it. I mean, yeah. That's the thing about, I think, the Masters. It, it brings people who like the game, love the game, love the players, but also brings people that they may not be looking at the game, but they're looking at, at the aesthetics of the of the course. Right. So I think, it, I think it will bring in a lot of people, different people, different types of people, I guess. Sure. And it's similar to the Kentucky Derby. Most people don't watch horse but that's racing. The, that's the but one. And that's the one. It's kind of like, watch. you know, racing, you have the Daytona 500. Mm. Football, you have Super Bowl. Right. You know, um, baseball, you'll have... 
World Series. Yep. I mean, March Madness. Every yep. every sport has their highlight. Yep. Um, they're high that a lot of people who may not tune in the other games of the year that will tune in for that one or that yeah. series uh, leading up to that. But I love napping during golf. There's nothing. Well, I better. love napping ner- during NASCAR. What? Yeah, I don't. I don't know why. Huh. I, I just. You I, just like it, huh? For some reason, if if I was going to take a nap on a Saturday or Sunday, mm-hmm. I would turn it turn it to NASCAR. Huh. Interesting. Go- I, I mean, would have thought. But you know, golf. I mean. Get a birds chirping in the back. The, the same thing with golf. I mean, it, yeah. it is a very it. You know, for someone who is addicted to the ASMR, mm-hmm. that would the golf is golf. Yeah, watching golf on TV is probably very soothing. Yeah, I mean, it probably I, I could see that. I could see with the voices, the mm-hmm. the, na- the nature sounds, yeah. the, maybe the light hint of the swing. You know, or you know, the, <laughs> right. the clap from the crowd. I mean, I could I could see that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, good point. Yes, maybe good, maybe yes. they could just do a whole master's recap of the highlights of the noises <laughs> right. for the ASMR <laughs> listeners. Nice. All right, so here's our Southern word of the week, annuity, a financial term. Oh, no, not here in the South. Uh, I w- he was having some trouble getting it out, but I knew what he was trying to say. There you go. There you go. It's kind of like me during every podcast. All right. You get hung up on a word, but I know what you're trying to say. Annuity. It's like Pacific or specific. (laughs) All right. Let's go into some wacky news brought to you by Webmerized. If you need a clean, crisp website, check out our friends at Webmerized.com. That is Webmerized.com. Hey, buddy, you you think you're having a bad day. Here's the headline. The woman beats a man with his prosthetic leg when he wants to break up with her. Uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, a Monero, I don't know how to say that, woman used her ex, keyword there, ex-boyfriend's prosthetic leg to beat him up after a night of drinking and a breakup, authorities say. Michelle Jackson, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson, was arrested on Wednesday and booked with aggravated battery after she said that uh, her boyfriend who they were drinking at the time, admitted that he wanted to break up with her and see another woman. He, what they, the story says, fell asleep. I think it's more like he passed out, woke up with a large cut on his head and dripping blood. His ex-girlfriend was beating him in the head with his prosthetic leg. Talking about adding insult to injury. (laughs) (laughs) This is even worse. She, this is how, how inebriated she was. She said that she ran out of the house, admitting that she stabbed the man. She ran to a friend's house saying that she killed him. They checked him and there was no stab wounds on him. I mean, she beat the ever loving snot out of this guy with his own leg. With his own leg. I mean, pimp walk and all. That's, uh, I, I can't think of many things more embarrassing <laughs> than, you know, beat by your, your old lady with your own leg. I mean, and the fact that she thought that she stabbed him mm. and ran out yeah. makes me think, what did she actually stab? I'm also actually thinking that maybe alcohol is not the only uh, mm, substance that she possibly point. could have uh, been there on. could have been something else yeah. going on there. Ooh, I mean, at 58, though, you think Mama would know a little bit better. No, we, you know, we've we've read stories before on the Wacky News segment where mm. people were in their 60s and 70s, you know, <laughs> one last hurrah, one last, uh, you know, mushroom trip, LSD trip. Sure. So I think I got this one handled. Hold on. Hold my beer. Mm, that didn't turn out too well. Uh, speaking where of, was this at? This was in Monroe, Louisiana. It's in the South. Yeah. It's in the South. Yeah. Words cannot describe how awesome Robert and his team at Webmerized are. In our time of need, Robert came through for us and devoted more time than expected to help our 
organization develop our new website. It truly is a blessing to have an individual that can speak to the average person not in the IT world in a manner that can easily be understood. The process of working with his team was painless, and I look forward to working with them for future projects. Our website is spectacular, and I'm really proud of what was developed by Webmerized. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Don't take Stella H's word for it, and also Southern Fried Philosophies, but go out to Webmerized.com, W-E-B-M-E-R-I-Z-E-D, or check out the sponsors link on our website. And if you mention the word biggin in your order, you'll get 10% off. Check them out at Webmerized.com for your web services needs. Uh, my home state, a woman is arrested for teaching while drunk at a Kentucky middle school. She's getting ready to celebrate spring break a little bit too early. A woman is behind bars after deputies said she was teaching while drunk at a middle school. The arrest citation said that uh, Brooke West, 32, was arrested Monday after she admitted to authorities she took four vodka shots around 11. The uh, students said that she was yelling and cursing at them. She was behind the desk uh, with her head down, put her head up and started yelling and cussing at them. Then they ran out and told the principals uh, the principal that she <laughs> that she was cussing at him she had a blood alcohol content of 0. 0.317 that's hey, buddy. that's more than a little drunk that's hey, that's not buddy. four shots that is not four shots she she front loaded at the house she had to have. yeah uh she said that uh she was arrested for alcohol intoxication you think in a public place and endangering the welfare of a minor Good gracious! Jesus Look, I, I know, I know, I have uh, probably hey, made some buddy. comments against like teachers' pay before, but I do stand, <laughs> sure. with, I do stand with teachers drinking on the job because that they should. Look, I have my two kids, <laughs> and I know about after about thirty minutes, you know, after they get home from school, all wired up, you know, you, you might want to have an adult beverage. You, you may want to. I mean. The, the students were the, between the ages of 11 and 13. Look, let me tell you a little story. My my uh, freshman uh -oh. year in high school, I had a teacher named Mr. Pageant, and uh, I, I'm not sure if he's still with us or not, but anyway, uh, Mr. Pageant was in his last year at the school. Mm -hmm. uh, he was retiring the next year. This guy literally came in hungover <laughs> every day. I don't even know how to do algebra that well because of him. Wow. And it, no one complained. You know, back then, snitches got stitches. Yeah. So yeah. no one complained about this guy. We all got an A. Moved sure. on to algebra two, not knowing what we were doing. Yeah. He didn't care. He was gone. I mean, These so, students handled this poorly because they could have all gotten an A yeah. in that class. Yeah. Wow. They, hey, they Ms. Myers, can you give me an A? I, and, oh, it's fine. Whatever. Yeah. The thing is, I guarantee you, number mm. one, they didn't do this because they wanted to achieve higher. No. Number two, they probably regretted the decision once they got the new right teacher. After, yep. Oh well, we should have had Miss yeah. Myers. She was she was letting it up. Yeah. Just, <laughs> at least we got you know we had would have had an A in Miss Myers class. <laughs> yeah. We could have watched um, the Labyrinth movie like the the fifteenth time already. Yeah. I mean, we could we could have YouTube to Instagrammed all day. I mean, four shots, y'all. That there's no way. There's no. no way that's four shots. I mean, if you're going to admit to it, I mean, come out swinging. Mm -hmm. I, I had the half a bottle. 0.31. I mean, geez, <laughs> I I drank a whole two. I mean, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, and but spring break's not that far away. Could you not have hauled off just a little bit longer? Mm. Maybe she was just tired of her students, you know, their, yeah. their Maybe. stuff. So. Maybe. 
All right, so we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll have some hot topics and our special guest, Tim Jones, from the show Moonshiners. All that and more when we come back. You're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. We'll be right back. Began a year from yesterday, and where we are don't seem like where we need to stay. We've been picking fights, we've been trying to choose which way to go, but either way we seem to lose. And with And you are, again, listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about some hot topics uh, brought to you by Watchman Cigars. If you would like 
a awesome cigar at a reasonable price, check out Watchman Cigars. You can check out their link on our sponsor section of our website. All right, so... Hey, I, w- I would like to mention, though, Okay, I highly recommend... Leon's sig- uh, signature uh, cigar. Yeah, that, that's the one. That, we- that Cohiba is that yeah. or that's the, the cognac? Cognac. Yeah, um, yeah, hey, man, I think it's delicious. So it is really good. If you had, if you had to choose, you know, if you're on a budget, you're looking sure. for cigars, um, and you contact Leon at Watchman Cigars, go with the, sig- the signature smoke, man. Yeah. It, it is, it is worth every puff. And if you are like having like a bachelor party mm-hmm. or at events mm-hmm. or anything. And like, Hey, Leon, I want something a little bit different. Can oh, you, yeah. can you hook me up? He'll make you your own blend. Yeah, He'll custom blend cigars. Custom blend you. it for you. Make it all like cool and whatnot. We need to get him to make our Southern fried stick. I don't know That's how you would need. incorporate uh, sausage gravy. Yeah. Into we a need cigar. to figure that out. Hmm. Hmm. Chick-fil-A sauce. Remember uh, we're going for that option. Where's that? Where's Jeremy White at? Right now? <laughs> All right, so speaking of, here's the shell challenge. Have you heard about this? No, I have not. Teenagers are now, instead of the Tide Pod challenge, remember the whole the Tide Pod where they would just eat a Tide Pod? Mm-hmm. So now, this is the latest craze. This is the latest craze that's like the Tide Pod challenge, a little less dangerous. They're just eating things with the shell on. Hmm. So they would eat like a peanut, and they would just eat the with the shell on. I actually do like that. Do you? Yeah. Whoa. The salt saltiness of it? Wow. You got to try it. Really? Yeah. I would think it would just crumble and get everywhere. No, no, no. It's actually no? not bad. No. What about- that I'm okay with. But like the ones, like if you're going to eat a raw egg with a shell on. Oh, or- well, let me ask this. When Between you and I, if you eat just the, the peanut mm-hmm. with the with the shell on it, mm-hmm. what's it like coming out? I mean, It's that- the same color. But does it hurt? No. I feel like sharp no. edges and whatnot. No, it's not like you're eating a glass bulb. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to take your word on hey, that. Yeah, please do. Uh, but yeah, it's like eggs. They would get eggs and eat eat the eggs. Anything that has like plastic like wrapping around it. That's Like stupid. a butterscotch. You know, remember the old old yeah. people? Yeah. They just eat the whole thing. Y'all, what is wrong with you people? I know we've mentioned this multiple times on the show. Why can't we have a challenge of do the dishes? Stay in school. Clean your room. Become the next NASA astro- astronomical <laughs> <laughs> engineer. I don't know. <laughs> don't smoke pot. Yeah. 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 My daughter is part of this generation. And sure. I can see a lot of these. She, she, to give her credit, she's very strong, like strong-minded. She, oh, yeah. She's a, you know, she's going to be an amazing young woman. Sure. But right now, the um, level of sometimes like stupidity mm-hmm. it, it just astounds me now she, granted she is a, probably the smartest in the bunch of her friends oh, i have no doubt about that oh my goodness some of these kids some of, some of, the, some of the stuff she tells me i'm like <laughs> you know if i ever caught you doing that I right mean, but um that scares me to think that you would say like if i ever caught you doing yeah whatever yeah. what are they doing yeah Hey, but, you know, like, but like, let's just recap. I can't mm. even think how many stupid challenges we've had. Can we stop challenging you know, people? Yeah. You know, first, it was kind of like, okay, that's kind of uh-huh. cool, the mannequin challenge. Yeah, you know? I got you. And then you had the Tide Pod challenge, mm-hmm. and then you had a Kiki Do Love Me challenge. You know, people <laughs> right. were like wrecking cars and <laughs> running over people and face sure. planting into a, you know, a lamp. I mean, um, yeah, it just can we let's just stop these challenges. If you're going to do challenges, like do things like you know clean up a park challenge, yeah, or, you know Mow the lawn uh, challenge, uh, uh, serve a meal to an elderly person challenge. Those are right. things that are positive, not these stupid ones. Like, hey, I'm going, I'm going to uh, go naked through a mall 
and eat a eat a bagel challenge. These, <laughs> these are like these are absurd I challenges, and that'll probably be a challenge. Yeah, that'll now. probably be it. If you can, just tag SFP Radio into That'd it at the Instagram when you do that. Trending. Hashtag naked through them all bagel challenge. <laughs> but um, yeah, th- these challenges. I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I know they're for social notoriety and, right. and likes and this and that, but God almighty. But do you think it's part of like you want to be part of something bigger than, than oh, I, that? I, I'm sure it's that. Yeah. I, I'm sure it's that. But when you disregard your own personal safety mm-hmm. sure. to just get a few likes, then social media has has all the wrong purposes associated Yeah, but with how many times did we do something stupid just because we thought our friends would like it? No, we've done stupid stuff. Right. But – I would have never ate a Tide Pod. I would sure. never, of course, we didn't have Tide Pods back then. <laughs> right. I would have never drank like laundry detergent or, right. I mean. Uh, we did like eat cayenne pepper. Or cinnamon challenge. Or, yeah. Or eat all the peppers. Out, how many peppers can you eat out of a, a Texas Pete pepper bottle? I mean, things like Try that. Try to drink a gallon of milk. Yeah, things like yeah. that. I mean, you, you, is a temporary sickness or temporary stupidity, but. You know, right. you, you lived in infamy. Sure. But like things where you actually. Light a it, fart challenge. Yeah. That was a good one. Actually, my wife has actually witnessed that. Yeah. So. I've done it. Was it, or did I witness it for my wife? I can't, I can't remember. One that would change things. my entire relationship with my wife if I saw that happening. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> There's a flamethrower. The only part, <laughs> only problem I would have with that is if mine came out and it was like a little spurt, like a oh. Zippo, Zippo lighter, and then my wife came out and it was like, you know, singed your eyebrows off, that would be a problem. Well, in our household now, we live by the rule that you've provided to us, never trust a fart. Mm. So anymore at this point, I'm too old to, to try I think that I challenge. think that's wise words in any, any age after 35. Sure. Or if you're on a keto diet. So I think that's or pretty Or you just wise. ate Mexican. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, don't get me started on Mexican. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll shift gears. What you wanted to talk about, Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. Yeah. Um. What an amazing win. How about it? I, I don't even think it's just the win, but I'm a, I I do like Tiger Woods. I follow golf. Not mm-hmm. maybe not like hardcore like you like I would Duke basketball, or right? Atlanta Braves uh, baseball, but I do follow golf. And you know, and of course, saying this now, you know, I'm just part of the legion of minions out there. But um, I, I have always been a Tiger Woods fan, mm-hmm. just because somebody who has been crafted since the age of four mm-hmm. to play this one yeah. sport has honed his skills. Uh, what an amazing player. Um, you know, my understanding, you know, he was probably uh, right before his accident, we'll call it accident. Um, <laughs> you know, he was probably, you know, younger, uh, mid twenties, uh, just had the world by the short hairs mm-hmm. and probably not a humble guy, I would sure. imagine. Um, and then came the infamous, um, you know, his wife trying to swing a golf club at him mm-hmm. at the time due to his improprieties with multiple women. The, the um, Waffle House waitress, which you wonder yourself, yeah. could you not have done a little bit better? Well, number one, I don't know if she was actually a Waffle House waitress. Okay. I love the Waffle House. Sure. But I've never seen anyone. You've never seen a Tiger Woods r- stroll into a Waffle House and but say, No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I've never seen. <laughs> man, I don't want to be disrespectful. <laughs> uh, you get what I'm you, saying. You got it. You, you yeah. get what I'm saying. Um, but, you know, him. <laughs> I uh, appreciate the, the attempt. <laughs> exactly. Um you know, but him, you know, crashing the car, you know, finding out he had uh, uh, pain pills in his body and mm-hmm. this and that. I mean, by the way, uh, it was told later on during the story that uh, the the pain he was exper- experiencing from his back mm-hmm. uh, was so excruciating that, you know, it was almost to the point where options to ending life were 
Ooh. actually on the table. They were so wow. excruciating. So mm. um, anyway, segue to, to pain, you know, never judge another person's pain because, you know, yeah. each, each, each and every one's person's pain levels totally different. So. Right. But um, no, just uh, so this guy was just given in the crap end of a mm-hmm. stick. I mean, or a golf uh, club. How, exactly. How many sponsors did he lose after the infamous arrest? I mean, he lost Buick, you know, grandma's mm-hmm. car. Sure. Sponsor. He lost them. He lost Rolex, the top end, you know, uh, icon of watches. He lost, you know, so many sponsors. Only the only really true sponsor that stuck with him was Nike. Mm. And for many years he took off and then he came, he tried to make a comeback and, you know, subpar, very subpar. Now that's not, that's not a golf pun, but (laughs) very subpar. And anyway, he comes back 2019, Mm -hmm. wins the Masters. And just absolutely amazing. Nike has, I mean, the biggest oh, windfall buddy. of Nike. Oh, my goodness. I mean, yeah, the Tiger buddy. Woods apparel, you know uh, that they are just frolicking in the dollar bills right now, y'all. So, <laughs> But no, Tiger Woods brand, I mean, and here's the reason why I'm excited, because Tiger Woods is great for golf. Oh, I agree. 100%. I mean, how many kids started golf 15 years ago due to this guy? You know, and and played golf through this guy. I mean, it is yeah. great for the sport. Yeah, there's no doubt about that, 100%. So, you go get him, sorry. No, go ahead. No, but, um, you know, also uh, there was an interview uh, with his caddy, Joe, Joe LaCava, I believe is his name. And um, this caddy came on board uh, right during the downward spiral of Tiger. And uh, right after all the scandals, scandals hit, especially the last one with the pain pills and wrecking his car mm-hmm. into a tree, um, you know, Tiger had a conversation with, with Joe and Joe, he told Joe that, you know, for his best interest in career, it'd probably be best to go ahead and move on mm-hmm. to someone else because, you know, he, Tiger was pretty much, Tiger thought Tiger was pretty yeah, much sunk. Yeah, thought he was done. So, yeah. So, um, you know, Joe LaCava stuck out and stuck with him mm-hmm. stuck through it. And here they are celebrating yeah, this, this amazing win. And, yeah. you know, um, I think the new Tiger versus the old Tiger, Tiger, uh, they slowed down, you know, lip lip reading for for when when Tiger hit the final putt, yeah. And um, they slowed it down, and Tiger congratulated Joe and said, "We uh, we won. I mm. mean, not I won, we won." Yeah. I mean, he he gave it to his caddy, a guy wow. who carries a bag around and tells him how many yards of which club. I mean, so I I, I really this story rings true for me because you know there's a lot of people out there that are down and out right now. There's a lot of people that yeah. probably have made a bet, lost it, or made some stupid decisions and yeah. can't come back or don't think they can come back. I, I point to you, Tiger Woods. Sure. Because yeah. it wasn't money that won him the Masters. It was pure effort, pure skill, yeah. pure believing in yourself. So anyone out there listening right now to the stupid topic right now, I, I implore you to do a little research on the comeback of Tiger Woods. I think it's yeah. amazing. It's And there's no doubt. And people will... We'll try to, you know, distinguish the man between the man and the athlete sure. and not want to give him props because of that. I respect him as the athlete. Um, I, I see how he's turned around a little bit. And the fact that he, like, grabbed his kids and were, were hugging on them and loving on them and his mom. And mm-hmm. 11 years ago, he was hugging on his dad, you know, and that, yeah. that really kind of brought – kind of got you misty out, I yeah. think, seeing that. And, you know, again, we go back to redemption stories and – there's always that redemption story with everybody and, you know, cut them a break. You know, if you, I saw a tweet, <laughs> I saw a tweet this uh, week that said, uh, how can you support somebody that cheated on his wife? Mm. And 
the guy, if you clicked on his profile picture, I'm not going to blast him, but uh, he, he said, uh, number one Trump supporter in the planet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, hey, buddy. Yeah. Hey, buddy. And, you know, and to, to, to break away a little bit, you know, Trump actually did some amazing tweets and, of course, got called out for, you know, for <laughs> congratulating Trump, which is uh, very interesting. But, no, I, I like I said, hats off to the guy. Yeah. So, God, yeah. That's I mean, amazing. It is. It is. I mean, you know, it was something special. Yeah. It was something it, just amazing story for that weekend. Yeah. I don't know who needs to hear that today, but um, just mm. look towards this this story. I mean, yeah. he may come back next weekend and suck. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Who knows? But, but he did biggest, uh, the Probably one of the biggest matches of the year. This guy comes. He was right there between tie between sixth and you know yeah. fourth all week. And then just Saturday, out, Saturday and Sunday just blew it away. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing story. If you are in the market for a high-quality cigar for a very reasonable price, you must check out Watchman Cigars. Watchman Cigars is a family-owned business that puts the customer first with the best customer service in the business. Watchman Cigars offers the Habano for a full, spicy flavor, the Connecticut for a mild, easy-to-smoke option, and the Maduro for a strong, powerful experience. They even do specialty blends and partner with you to provide a custom exclusive line just for you. Watchman Cigars has all your cigar needs. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Watchman Cigars 1991 or email Leon directly at Watchman underscore cigars at yahoo.com. That's Watchman underscore cigars at yahoo.com or check out the sponsors section of our website. All right, so we'll transition to um, California is getting rid of shampoo bottles in the hotel rooms introduced by assemblyman Ash Kalra they uh, and co-authored by Mark Stone on assembly bill 1162 introduced in February said that we've got an enormous problem in our world we've become addicted to plastic it's a major dilemma but what can we do about it we can get rid of tiny hotel shampoo bottles how about you <laughs> that's going to save the world mm-hmm. and the planet well first they ban straws yeah yep and I've seen a lot of restaurants follow suit with that. Mm. And I, anytime I go into a place that doesn't have a straw, I make it my intention to ask for a straw sure. just, just to be that one finger in the eye. Yeah. And so. I can uh, even understand restaurants that don't immediately give you straws and you no, just ask for the fine. straw and that's, yeah, that's fine. fine. I don't that's have a problem fine. with that. But, you know, you go to a, you go to a, a Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. They they make it rain straws so like <laughs> some old guy who just got his pension at a strip club <laughs> type. I mean, they just make it yeah. rain. Uh, it, I mean, California, y'all. Look, I, the West Coast is beautiful. Sure. But, man, they make some stupid decisions. The The idea is that the hard the hardworking police department, mm-hmm. the law enforcement community that is not allowed to bust uh, illegal immigrants, they're mm-hmm. not allowed to bust uh, drug traffickers, now will be going to hotels and giving them a written warning. And then if they see it again at a hotel – they will give them a $2,000 fine. It's a great use of tax dollars. I mean, let's not try to find the axe murderer. Let's try to see if they're Well, I mean, also, if, if Trump falls through on his uh, troll tweet and actually ships uh, undocumented people, <laughs> Ill- a.k.a. illegal aliens, hey, to these sanctuary cities, uh, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see. You'll have floods of people coming in, but you have cops uh, siding hotels for mini, mini shampoo bottles. How much do you love that tweet, by the way? You know what? I don't care. I don't care right now. I don't care what side of the aisle you are. You're on, but his troll level is a million percent right now. He he, you know, like in the old video games, you have like you know intermediate, beginner, expert. His is off the charts. I mean, sometimes they're stupid, but sometimes you're like, wow. 
Nailed it. Unbelievable. I mean, it's pretty funny. It is. Like, I'll give them that. And, you know, how many how many of these mayors of these cities now that were once, a.k.a. sanctuary cities, are now mm-hmm. saying, oh, no. Oh, whoa, can, whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa. Back up. Slow your roll. Back up, Prez. I mean, here, right here near us, Mecklenburg County. Mm-hmm. So. Back up, Prez. It'll be interesting. Yeah, that will. Well, I'm going. But the other question I have is, what do they expect you to do? Because you have shampoo bottles because you forget them mm-hmm. or you don't want the hassle of, you know, taking them with you. Well, so, I, I never pack shampoo bottles because right. I expect there to be shampoo. And the price that I'm paying for the hotel room for them to be built in complimentary items like that. Well, even worst case scenario, just, you know, have them say, do you want this when you check in or, you know, have them in a, in a bag away from it. So, mm-hmm. you know, at least they're an option, but what do you, what are you supposed to do? Bring your big bottle of shampoo and then my throw pump that size, away? my yeah. pump size, Sam's club yeah. size. Yeah. You're supposed to bring that on the plane. I, I oh, no, guess that so. ain't happening. Yeah. You can only carry like, cause now like, you're going to throw it away at the, at the airport. You can only you carry like a half a gram of shampoo or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. yeah. I, y'all, look, y'all, California is becoming the most least desirable. <laughs> and, and don't get me wrong. New York sure. is running a close second, <laughs> but California is becoming the most least desirable place for me yeah. to ever go back to. Ugh. And as much as I like, restaurants, the scenery, things mm-hmm. there. I, I mean, come on. Yeah. How about you? There's really no reason to visit anymore. No. All right. So we are going to take a break. And when we come back, we have uh, Tim Jones. He is uh, one of the co-hosts of Moonshiners Whiskey Business uh, on the Discovery Channel. I'm excited to have him on. So we'll learn more about Tim when we come back. You're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. We'll be right back. All right, guys, thank you. Uh, you're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. We are back, and uh, on the phone with us, we have Tim Jones. Again, he is the host of Moonshiners Whiskey Business. He is also the creative director of Bourbon Brands and the founder of Gents Original Beverages. So we are really excited to have you on the show, Tim. Thanks for thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Uh, just, just to preface this, we've already... Uh, <laughs> socially lubricated with Buffalo Trace. Uh, good. Just just to kind of get into the mood. So yeah, it's, it's kind it's kind of like a Yankee candle, you know, when you're trying to like you know <laughs> scent the room for a scent the you know get the mood uh, mood ready for your old lady. Yeah. Uh, we went ahead and uh, down some Buffalo Trace just to kind of get in the mood. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, I'm joining you. I have a, I have a glass of it myself. Awesome. Well, we uh, we actually opened the bottle last week. I did not know that Mojo did not have anything in his stomach. And at the last half of the episode, hey, buddy, you, you could hear it, hear it coming out. <laughs> <laughs> It'll do that to you, man. It'll do that It'll. to you. Uh, so, Tim, tell us a little bit about your background and how you ended up on Moonshiners and, and how that kind of took place. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm uh, born and raised here in Kentucky. Um, so, you know, more Eastern side of the Kentucky and, um, but moved around a little bit, uh, after I graduated high school and just kind of split town for a bit, moved down to South Florida and, and, and around and went, ended up going back to college and, and getting back into, um, you know, design and marketing and, and that kind of thing. And moved down to Nashville, had a good time down there, uh, decided I, you know, wanted to come back to Kentucky and, and, uh, you know, try to establish myself a bit, um, came back and, uh, you know, bourbon is, a is a wonderful thing. So, 
Uh, it was always kind of, I think, part of me, and, and I always wanted to come back to Kentucky. And maybe at, in the beginning, didn't know why, uh, but I think I found the reason why now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, been around for a while. And um, the agency I work at now, uh, Cornette, uh, well, we have a great portfolio of bourbon brands, and I'm the creative director on those and have a great relationship with clients and, and industry folks here in, here in Kentucky and have just really kind of grown uh, with it. I've uh, been doing this for a while again. And Discovery Channel and the production company there, they, they I guess they found me old, the old-fashioned Google way, uh, <laughs> they told me. And uh, so they Googled um, Kentucky and creative director and bourbons. They were looking for somebody for a show, and me and Matthew McConaughey showed up. <laughs> all and, right, uh, all right. All right, all right. And I said, you know, if I fall through, you got a backup plan. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so they, they called and, and I guess it was just my name had been on a couple things. I'm, I mean, I'm not in the I'm not in front of the scenes at all. I'm always behind the scenes helping build brands and, and create things. And but I think my name is probably on a couple couple things. And uh, they found me, reached out to me, called me and, and said, hey, we got this show and we're looking for a third guy. Uh, we have an engineer and we have a distiller and we, we need somebody to help come in and tell the story and uh, help with uh, marketing plans and tourism. And, you know, just help these guys out in that in that area. So I said, yeah, let's do it. And uh, next thing I knew, I was on a plane going down to a a shoot and jumping in front of the camera for the first time, really. And uh, just kind of being myself. That's awesome. That's a quick download of, you know, everything. Yeah, no, that's that's yeah. We we love hearing about people's stories. That's that's one Mm -hmm. thing we tried. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, you or uh, it could be someone that's just a local Nobody <laughs> like myself. I mean, we, we like love, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we love, we love the stories of the average human being, you know, no, someone that may not rec, you know, someone from New York who has no clue about bourbon may yeah. not know about Tim Jones, but you have a, yep. you have a unique story that's a, your own fingerprint or DNA. So we, we thoroughly enjoy spreading that. So, um, th- uh, the rise of bourbon kind of, you know, what, what is your perception of, uh, bourbon has just taken on this almost devout religious cult following mm-hmm. in the past. I, mean, I can't how many years now. I, when someone says 1996, I'm like, oh yeah, that's 10 years ago. But you know, <laughs> right. so I, I can't even tell you how long this has been. But the the cult like following of these small batch bourbons. What yeah. I mean, what do you contribute that to? Well, you know, um, there's some historians out there that can really dial in and tell you some accurate stuff here. But uh, for me, a lot of it is, you know, it comes in waves a bit and we're just kind of getting over a pretty big wave of, uh, you know, we're still feeling it here in the United States of, you know, the prohibition era. And, you know, I mean, if I, you know, I'm not the most historically accurate guy, but when you look back, <clears throat> and you see what happened to us during that time. We we ended up sourcing a lot of whiskey here in the United States because we we were shut down for a long period of time, and you know we introduced scotch, and we we were trying to keep up with the taste buds of Americans, and you know we were void of it for so long, and vodka made a run, and and all these things, and um you know and and what happened to us is basically. Uh, we're just kind of getting our taste back. I think, I think we're taking some pride back in American spirits and, and there's some rediscovery there. And, and some of these brands have done an excellent job to make that happen. You know, there's a lot of great, uh, not just Kentucky distillers, but di- distillers all across the country. Um, I think there's a lot of really great ones here in Kentucky that's contributed, you know, the, 
Jimmy Russell's of the world and the, and the makers marks of the world. They, they've really put a, a huge foot forward in bringing bourbon back to the spotlight. And, um, you know, for me, uh, there's, there's just a lot of great American whiskey happening right now. And, uh, and, and you can't, you can't avoid the cocktail boom, uh, just recently. I mean, it's a big boom and, and, you know, rye whiskeys and bourbons are a big part of traditional and classic cocktails. I so think, but I think we're rediscovering the classic it. cocktails also. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, you can't avoid that as well. Uh, but for me, you know, it's, it's just, it's been a big effort by a lot of people that's been behind the scenes for a long time, uh, to bring bourbon, uh, back to the top. And I think they're doing a hell of a job. And there's a lot of people passionate about it, and uh, I think you're feeling feeling the effects of it now. Yeah, I we obviously we live in North Carolina. We have the ABC stores, and when a new one opens, and I'm not kidding, there was rumors that there was going to be a Pappy that was going to sure. be at this store, and I was the idiot that decided I'm gonna I'm gonna sit out there, and I started at 7:30 the the previous uh, evening. Um, <laughs> Toys R Us Black Friday. <laughs> yeah, and it was 23 degrees, mind you. And so I'm sitting out here waiting for this one bottle of bourbon. My mother-in-law texted me. She found out, and she's like, you are insane. Um, <laughs> it turns out that they didn't have the bottle of Pappy. Oh, um, no. And so I was frustrated. But I'm, I'm not kidding. By by morning time when that store opened, the line was at 100 deep. And the only thing that you could see was E.H. Taylor and Buffalo Trace. Um, yeah. And there was a few others that were were pretty high end, but nothing super major. But the the cult craze is just yeah. insane for for bourbon, and people are just going in. It's like crazy the bre- it's like the bread lines in Russia. <laughs> it really <laughs> in, is. Yeah. Nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, it's it's insane. What I love about moon, um, about moonshiners whiskey business is you're taking those those uh, distilleries and really transforming them, and and no pun intended on. The, the season time, but you're kind of resurrecting some of these to to move them forward, to bring them new life. And w- mm. what's the feeling like when you can leave there and be like, man, we did a really good job at like old Nick Williams or Broad mm. Branch Distillery or Three Brothers or Bondurant. Like you leave there and it's like it's it's a completely different different feel when you go in. You know, that's that's the that's the biggest reason I signed on and I think that was a conversation I had with uh, all the all the folks involved is like I really want to make a difference, and everybody on the show wants to make a difference. And 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 being a first timer on something like that, it's like how much is how much of this is in our hands? Because we have a hell of a team here that can really transform uh, some businesses and brands here, and and people and stories, and a lot every every single one of them deserve it, you know. And and I want to make sure if I'm on this team. That I that I can contribute in the best way I, I can, and they allowed us to do that. Uh, there's always, you know, there's always budgets and time. There's, you know, it's just real life. But walking away from each and every one of them, we definitely uh, had a uh, an Im- an impact on it in a positive way. And um, and with old Nick, you know, I noticed they posted just the other day and, and I've stayed friends with those guys and they're just great people, oh, yeah. hard workers. Yeah. And they deserve every every ounce of success that's coming their way. And they they posted, you know, that we, we really did after after the show aired, you know, their their sales are really skyrocketing yeah. and the interest is really going through the roof. And and again, those guys, you know, they have a bright future. Um, and, I, and I believe the same has happened with most Um I haven't checked in as much with everyone else, but um, as far as old Nick goes, I, I'm really pleased. Uh, the friendships I made and uh, the help, you know, everything I can contribute there. Uh, I feel like 
was well received and put them, you know, in, in the right direction. So I, I feel great about it. I feel it's exactly why I'm in this business of helping build brands and, and help tell people's stories and get it out there. They all deserve it. And I'm just, I'm super happy to be a part of it. Uh, I just, uh, just to reiterate old Nick, uh, Williams, these guys have a storied history of bourbon making here. I that goes back probably before my, it was like probably, one of the first, yeah, probably before my forefathers, yeah. you know, jumped off a potato boat from Ireland. So these, <laughs> these guys have been here forever and, uh, very humble. I mean, these, these guys literally put land up houses up mm-hmm. to, to start this business, you know, um, you keep mentioning story. How we were just talking about uh, being me and Bigham we were just talking about this before the show, and how you have. I used to be in the restaurant business, and um, the common lingo, you know, for example, if you you tell someone to go search the internet, you say, "Hey, Google it," or um, you know, just other brands, like you know, soda like we, you know, Coke, Coke, Coke yeah. yeah, is a common brand. Brands. You have brands that take over the identity of the item that you're asking for. So you know, mm-hmm. and here, here in this country, you know, if someone goes to a restaurant, um, you know, like a like a high dollar restaurant like Applebee's, <laughs> so, <laughs> the, you know, the common the common bourbon will be Jack. You know, that how I'll take a Jack or whatever. You, you talk about the story. How important is the story? Or these uh, these mom and pop distillers who have this this passion to to create this supreme prime product, I guess. Yeah, and uh, you know, let's 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 keep it honest here. Jack is Tennessee whiskey, uh, <laughs> right? But a lot of people do order it and and don't know the difference, you know. Yeah, and exactly. uh, I think I think there's some lesson to be learned there in a lot of ways, yeah. uh, just about American whiskey and and how far that goes and translates. And anyway, I may have gotten distracted by the Jack Daniels, uh, <laughs> but, but, uh, but no, I think it, it goes a long way. And and a and a big part of it is, you know, you got to. You know, there's a couple just general things I always sort of preach and ask for, and that's to be, you know, authentic and be be real and be yourself. And if you have a story, uh, you know, tell it. Uh, it doesn't have to be life changing. It doesn't have to be 250 years old. You just need to make it easy on yourself to talk about it. You know, talk about yourself a bit. And, you know, when you start adding in a bunch of things that just doesn't feel real and gets a little overhyped or, you know, you're making stuff up to connect some imaginary dots, consumers will sniff it out. And, sure. you know, in the bourbon world, um, whiskey world uh, in today's market, you know, it's it's people sniff it out pretty quick. And so what I always tell them is just, you know, I can help you sell. And I say this, I, I think I've said this 15 times, but <laughs> I really can help you sell that first bottle. And, you know, let's really make sure it's it's really good. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure it's good. And then you can sell that second bottle because we can tell a story. We can put packaging together and, and it's all very important. It, you know, there's no way around great design on a, on a bottle sitting on a shelf in a liquor store. Uh, and there's there's no way to get around, you know, somebody that has a whole bunch of money spending on ad placements and, mm-hmm. and national campaigns. It's a hard thing to beat. And there's a lot of inside things when it, hap- when it happens in uh, spirits business and distribution and things. So it's a big, it's a tough gig. It, this is no easy thing to do, launch a brand, um, especially in spirits. But 
be authentic, be transparent, uh, tell, tell your story the right way and, and partner with people who can guide you. Just because you can make a great product doesn't mean you know how to sell it well. So surround yourself with really great folks and, you know, and, and, and allow your consumers to tell the story. You know, every every consumer should, should be an ambassador for you. And, you know, it's it's very important that they like it and tell their friends. It's very important for that bartender to help tell your story. So you got to, you know, you got to get out there and hustle a bit. It's a it's a tough game. It just it blows my mind that just how important the story is now to craft, but also, you know, big, big names where that that story is just bringing people in and, and building that community instead of just, oh, I'll go get a Coke or you know, I'll go to Applebee's, whatever. Like it's, it's like that story is really connecting to people. And I wonder, you know, if we attribute it to where we're disconnecting as a culture from each other, but something about a story really brings people together. Well, it gives some, something for somebody to root for, Mm. you know, and, and, and that's a big part of, uh, a strategy for a brand. It's not the only strategy for a brand, but you know, as, as, as a thing, you really want people to root for you. They want, no, and especially in this bourbon, the bourbon world, that's why there's a lot of names of people who have been part of the industry. It could be 200 years ago, but there's some sort of connection there and, and people really relate to that and give something or somebody something to root for. It's like, hey, I really like this guy's story. Yeah. Or, you know, these people, I can really relate to them. I met uh, some of these master distillers. Yeah. And holy hell, I'm a huge wild turkey fan now because, they, <laughs> you know, I met Harlan Wheatley at a, at a at a dinner and he was so great and awesome to me. I'm yeah. buying Buffalo Trace. I mean, it's just it's really important. And um, and, and bourbon is like a it's a strange thing. It's a it's like rooted in tradition and, and, and that story and person behind it is, is very important and always has been. So, yeah. Speaking of uh, bourbons, what what are some of the, the bourbons now that that you love personally that nobody's talking about? I saw McKenna 10 years now, like one of the top ones, and that flew off the shelf. And now secondary price for that sure. is a hundred dollars. Oh. <laughs> What's the one that you're just you love? Yeah. But you nobody's talking about. You know, uh, that's a tough question because you know there's a lot of people talking about Henry McKenna for years, and um, you know there's a lot of people talking about some of my favorites, and and it may just because I'm really close, man. I'm in the heart of it right here, yeah. Bourbon Country. Not these are these are these are our you know some of these are our secrets that sometimes we cringe a little bit like oh hell <laughs> that thing won some award in some other state and everybody's gonna be buying our supply. Right. You gotta you gotta remember it's. It, 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 it can be a little different here in, in, in Kentucky. And, um, but you know, it's, it's tough for me to say, honestly, when I, when I tell people certain ones, uh, they're like no shit or they're just a client of yours. But to be honest, you know, the Weller 107, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, the hype, it's real. It, it, it's a, it's a great, it's a great drink. Um, it's a really great drink and it's, it's really hard, uh, for me to, uh, you know, just think of something else that's in that price range. And yeah, you can't, it's hard to find on the shelf, but let's be real. It's, it's now the highest it's ever been at $50, mm-hmm. 50 bucks all day. It's, it's really tough, but you know, there's a lot of great whiskeys in this country. And, you know, if I spilled the beans here, I might not be able to find it tomorrow. So I'm <laughs> <You're> <laughs> right. okay. close to my heart here. Well, uh, we'll, 
take you off air and then ask you privately. How about that? Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> I'll let you guys know. Sure. I appreciate that. Let's just be truthful here. I, I don't think there's any bourbon. I should, okay, I shouldn't say that. Most, <laughs> most great bourbons are made here in the South. You know, I know there's a Colorado bourbon. There's, you know, some other bourbons. But has there been anything that's kind of surprised you outside of the Southern region? Yeah, you know, there is. And, and I've, I've been real quick to, uh, you know, I'm a Kentucky guy, so I, I'm quick to stand up for our state. Uh, I do believe the best whiskey in the world comes out of Kentucky, um, anywhere in the world. Um, but, yeah, there's obviously things all across this country that that always surprised me and honestly i'm not a i'm not a super purist I, you know i really enjoy the oddballs i like something that's surprises me or challenges me a bit hmm. you know i think challenges me a bit is the is a better way to put it because i've had some things and uh, different air kansas city you know or some some little distillery and you know south dakota and i'll take a sip or try it and i'm like you know this is not what i'm used to um, and it's not that it's young and, and kind of freaking me out here. It's just, it's challenging me. It's a little, it's different. It's interesting. It might be finished in something odd. And so I enjoy that kind of stuff. And yeah, there's, there's, there's whiskey all over this country that, uh, is, is worth a, a to buy a bottle and, and to pour it with friends and enjoy it. So yeah, there, there's stuff everywhere. Now the best whiskey and bourbon in the world comes from us. Right. No, I agree. Yeah, that, that <laughs> limestone shelf, buddy. That's that's the reason why uh, Biggin and I are doing a a men's trip from our church <laughs> for a bourbon trail this summer. So, I, yeah, no, it's it's worth the trip. It really is. And again, there's you know I've I've been a little quick to that answer uh, to answering that question and and kind of shut off other states. And and I don't mean to do that, but um, you know I think uh, I think we do have a lot of. Uh, momentum here in Kentucky, a lot of history, a lot of great people making things and a lot of, uh, you know, times on our side and and spaces on our side. But uh, I think there's a lot of a lot lot of great things happening uh, in a lot of states and all cards on the table. I'm also a Kentucky boy. Um, I was uh, a huge Kentucky fan. Um, My family is in Campbellsville, went to school at Campbellsville. Um, so, you know, when you said home and Kentucky brought you back to home, that's the thing that just blows my mind. My wife is from Georgia, but mm. even now, like we'll say, you know, where's home? And she and I both kind of, like, just call Kentucky home. And there's something about my old Kentucky home that just brings you back to that. And, um, man, I'm just, I'm grateful that you went back, but I, dude, I totally relate 100% to to being a Kentucky boy. Well, speaking of this, because I because I've only been to Kentucky driving through, mm-hmm. you know, it's, yeah. it's kind of a drive through state for me for business. So, are you familiar with chocolate gravy? <laughs> I am. I you know, it, it's not something I grew up on, but uh, absolutely, I know about chocolate gravy. Okay. To anytime you're in Campbellsville, you stop by my grandma's house and she'll fix you up a bunch. You know, I I had a pretty non traditional uh, Kentucky family in some sorts and uh you know kentucky gravy wasn't on our menu but uh, <laughs> a lot of friends and i envied i envied them you know uh i envied that con- that chocolate gravy and uh, fried chicken there was a lot of things mm. uh that we just didn't uh, have a whole lot of at home and, and and my mom was a big contributor of that she uh she enjoys you know, she's originally from massachusetts and uh so we had a pretty eclectic uh, menu at the house growing up. <laughs> How are you going to celebrate the Kentucky Derby coming up? You know, I'll celebrate it like uh, most of the state 
a little further away than at the uh, <laughs> rail. Right. Uh, but I'll have a good time. You know, we're all getting excited about it. Um, what we have here in Ke- in Lexington is Keeneland. Yeah. Um, just a beautiful track, really beautiful track, very different experience in Churchill. And, um, you know, we, we run for, you know, about four weeks a year, uh, in the spring and, and in October. And uh, it's an awesome, it's an awesome, awesome place. So we'll be out there all day Friday enjoying, uh, uh Keeneland and, and all the things that happen. And then I'll probably just spend time at Keeneland. Uh, they, they put it on the Jumbotron. We just go down by the track and just watch it with friends here locally. Every so often I might, you know, think about going to Churchill and and never do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I went to college there and I always wanted to go and then I just chickened out and never went. So there's that. It's because you didn't have the derby hat. <laughs> I need yeah, that. I gotta get I gotta get one of the derby hats. I think my hair would look good with one of those little <laughs> so too, things absolutely. on the side there. Yeah. <laughs> I can hook you up with some church ladies who can uh, hook you up there. Yeah, I need that, man. <laughs> I need a hookup on the hats. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a good time. I mean, you know, I think that's a big draw for uh, for me coming back to uh, Kentucky is the beauty of the horse farms and, and uh, you know, bourbon culture and whiskey culture. And uh, it's just a it's a pretty magical time here in Kentucky. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, horses have been around forever. Bourbon's been here forever. And when you get in the right little corners of the state, uh, it's, it's hard to beat anywhere. It really is. Absolutely. It really is. Thunder over Louisville. I mean, yeah, it's I love that. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um, one question I did want to follow back on when you were going through the process of Moonshiners, how long did an episode take? Like it huh. obviously didn't take 30 minutes and then I, you know, you got to wait and ferment and all that kind of stuff. So how long did it, it take to do a, in a full episode? You know, full, uh, full episodes um, depend a little bit on timing and uh, what the challenge Mm-hmm. Uh, and the goals were for each distillery. You know, Old Nick took a little time because we we extended. I mean, we knocked down yeah. walls, had to put supporting uh, beams in, and and those guys are great, uh, really hard workers and just go getters, man. I, I I really look, you know, really glad we became friends. Um, but you know, it, you know, we shoot a lot. There's a lot of footage that gets shot for an episode. It's an hour long episode, with like 42 minutes or so. Um, and so there's a lot. It could it could span a few weeks. Um, you know, when you're you know, there's a lot of little you know, sitting around waiting on things to run. You know, we're fermenting a whole batch. I mean, we did. We you know, when we first get there, it's real. I mean, Tim and I and, and you know, Devin if he's on the episode, we we watch their whole process. You know, we go from milling grain to mashing in to you know, the whole thing just to kinda understand what they're doing. And then we gotta figure out and you know, and again, a lot of us have land in the show, marketing, engineering, distilling, but we're all in there collaborating. And just on camera, we sort of stay in our lanes. But, you know, Tim Smith is helping me, you know, talk about stories and I'm tasting liquor coming off the still and giving him my opinions. And so, you know, not to avoid the question, they're all a little different and it does take time. I mean, it takes weeks and weeks of shooting and construction and, you know, mashing in takes time. I mean, you know, it's not, it's not a quick process to do a full episode. And a lot of times you end up doing them all at the same time and the timing works out where it's like, we shot here one week and then we go shoot here the next week and then we come back to this place because something's done. That makes sense. That's yeah. Yeah. We don't, I don't personally get to spend a whole lot of time, um, you know, with everyone and and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I spend a, a lot of upfront time. 
and, and try to figure them out and listen and be a fly on the wall for a few days and try to figure out how I can help. Yeah. So it was four episodes. Are they going to pick that up and do some more? We hope so. I, I, you know, we had really great. Uh, it's a really strong start. Um, we did really great uh, as far as ratings. Um, and so we're just kind of waiting on the word. Um, I know we got a whole lot of interest in, in other distilleries that want us to come. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got some lined up and, uh, you know, fingers crossed yeah. that things work out and we, we go help some other folks. All right, Tim, I'm on uh, change.org right now. What hashtag do you want me to use to save the show? <laughs> so we start a petition. Oh, I love that. I love that. Whiskey no. business lives. There we go. All right. Hashtag whiskey, whiskey business lives. There we go. Uh, where where do you see the bourbon industry going, you know, for the next few years? Because, you know, um, Biggin uh, showed us an article earlier about millennials are uh, kind of done done with drinking. I, I can't I, I guess they've migrated from drinking to Tide Pods, so I'm not exactly sure where this is going. But where do you see the where do you see the bourbon business going the next few years? Well, I see it going nowhere for the first time for a few years. This is a long term uh, roll the dice gamble, and you know it's a, it's a very calculated gamble. So it's not going anywhere for a long time. Bourbon is uh is still a very very uh, you know, I wouldn't say small, but it's, you know, it's not a scotch right now. I mean, it's, you know, there's, a, there's a lot of growth mm-hmm. in the, in the bourbon world and, uh, you know, people may move on from it. Um, but, but there's a whole lot of new drinkers, uh, in the world that haven't discovered bourbon yet. That's true. Um, and from everything I've read and heard from people that are a lot smarter than me, um, you know, it's it's not slowing down, not slowing down anytime soon at all. And, you know, we can't avoid the international market. That's a big one. Uh, it's still very it's a very small uh, spirit. If you travel internationally, normally you go to, uh, you know, somewhere internationally, you might see Jack and Jim and a couple others. But that's it. You know, and they're usually on the side of the bar. And um, there's a whole lot of work to do there. And that's that's a big opportunity for the United States uh, when it comes to American spirits and bourbon. So there, there's a lot, you know, I mean, there's a whole lot of juice coming. I think the next five years, holy crap, you know, all these all these brands you love and can't find uh, get ready. I mean, they're they're, you know, 10 years ago, they didn't expect this. And so the, it, there is a shortage. Um, but just, you know, not too long ago, they started laying down a lot of barrels, a whole lot of barrels. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I think last thing I heard, we have two and a half times more barrels of bourbon and whiskey here in Kentucky than we do people. Um, so there's a lot of barrels in this state and and elsewhere. So there's going to be, uh, hopefully people who love certain brands that are hard to find are going to be happy, uh, sooner rather than later. And then we'll just keep moving bourbon forward. So bourbon is like, uh, as American as apple pie and baseball. Oh yeah, man. It's our, it's the, it's American spirit. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's everything America is. It's, uh, you know, independent spirit. It's, you know, it's, it's, it it is, it encompasses a lot of things that Americans and America is built on. Yeah. Can we plug, um, the, the gents original beverage? Can we talk sure. about that? I mean, like, yeah. can you explain what that is? I, I looked online and, and Googled it. Sure. Man, that looks like some really good stuff. Well, I appreciate it. So, yeah, I started a, a small company back in 2014. And, you know, it's it's something that, um, you know, I started, it was basically craft sodas and cocktail syrups. And, um, you know, we've had some change and some, you know, we've morphed into 
whatever we can handle and, and, and just sort of been slow and steady on, on, on how this company's going. But yeah, we make craft cocktail syrups. That's our main thing now. And they're basically, uh, you know, we make old fashioned mixes and, and, and some people think that's very simple, but what we do is we try to, we try to make, uh, make it really easy on home bars or we make different syrups for bars in bulk. If they have a recipe or something that they just have to make a ton every day, they can contract with us and we'll make it in bulk. Okay. Uh, we supply a lot of um, distilleries with uh, mule mixes or custom mixes, um, anything like that. That's kind of our bread and butter right now is, you know, if there's a distillery uh, that needs a julep mix this time of year, we'll make it in bulk and custom package it for them and nice. things like that. So um, we had some really amazing uh, craft sodas for a while. And, uh, we had hit kind of a growth spurt and, um, but we had some really, really awesome stuff and we'll get back into that eventually. Um, but had some really successful, uh, craft soda flavors and, nice. you know, it's all, it's all fresh. We make it all right here in Kentucky. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun and, you know, it keeps me on both sides of the cocktail industry and, you know, uh, selling, you know, I enjoy having my own product and, and, right you know, messing with flavors and, and, and all that kind of stuff, just, just getting really creative with it. So yeah, it's something I, I built from the ground up and, and created out of a idea and, uh, it's growing and, uh, we've gotten some really great orders just this last few months that I'm really proud of. So we're in several distilleries from Buffalo Trace to, you know, Elijah Craig and Heaven Hill and all those guys and Willard. There's, there's several really awesome partners on our list. So proud of those. And can you can you pick those up like at Liquor Barn or, or yep. those places too? Yeah, nice. Yeah, we've you know Liquor Barn carries us. Um, Whole Foods picked us up. I think they're they're kind of just getting started on stocking. Uh, but most of the major distilleries here in Kentucky, uh, you can find our products. Um, so yeah, usually, usually they, they sell an old fashioned, a mule and a julep. Those are usually the three you see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it's a mix at one of those distilleries, there's a good chance we made it. Okay, cool. Well, when we're on their tour, we'll be sure to take a look and pick some up. Yeah, please do. Awesome. Oh, Tim, we uh, we really appreciate you coming on tonight, and we don't want to keep you past your bedtime because I know you're a busy <laughs> man. So uh, we do a little segment here on the show called 10 and 1, and it's uh, it, your life kind of basically depends on it. <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. Okay. We're going to ask you 10 questions and see if you can get them in under a minute. Would you be willing to play? You, you're kidding me. You're going to test me? Yep. Yeah. This is kind of like, uh, this is serious. It's like SAT, ACT uh, level things. So, I mean, I, I don't even know if you'll be able to go to work tomorrow. I, I'll tell you, man, I haven't been nervous all day and all of a sudden I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting up straight. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm paying it's, attention. It's okay. like, it's like, it's like me dealing with my 15 year old's math work right now. That's how, that's how tense it is. How nervous you yeah. are. But I, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you something. I'm, I'm really horrible with trivia or names or dates. Or this is music. not this is not the game for you. We'll go ahead and give you an automatic zero. But no, here we go. Th- that's that's not the case. This is. <laughs> I'll give you the first question. Oh, I'm some. I'm going to be bad at this. No, I'm you're, telling you, you're not going to be bad. The qu- first question is: Do you prefer moonshine or moon pies? <laughs> I like the. Uh, I like this. Okay, I can do this. Okay, uh, all right. I, I definitely. I definitely uh, prefer moonshine. Okay, all right. I, I like the moonshine. Yeah. On a scale of one to ten, how upset are you that Kentucky lost in the tournament? Twelve. <laughs> 
Kentucky hot brown, yeah or nah? Depends. You know, I'm kind of a non-traditionalist. I, I, I'm not. A, I don't eat a whole lot of them. So, I, honestly, for me, I would say nay. Okay. Uh, the first bourbon you ever drank? Wild turkey, for sure. What do you put on a biscuit? I put. Uh, I love blackberry jam, man. I love blackberries. Do you ever get confused with Chris Stapleton? Uh, I, way more than anybody <laughs> ever believed me, man. You would not believe it. If I wore a hat, <laughs> right. it'd be done. I could done. Sign autographs. It's it's unreal. I've had I've had drinks paid for. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's really funny. I've got I've got a real funny story that. Uh, it's, yeah, it's funny. I, I just walk around and I, I tell people I'm his cousin. You know. I'm just, <laughs> They call me Rick Stapleton here in Lexington. <laughs> That's great. Uh, the next just, question. Just seeing Tennessee whiskey. Just Tennessee whiskey. <laughs> yeah, I no, yeah, I got to learn how to sing and shit like that, I guess. You'd be good to go. Uh, yeah. The next question, name drop. Who's the most famous person you have in your phone? <laughs> I don't have many famous people, man. Uh I don't know. I don't know who's in my phone. I mean, I, I'm friends with the, this fella called Jack Maxwell. He was a booze traveler on Travel Channel. I, I like that guy. He's a friend of oh, mine. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, there you go. I like that guy. Uh, if you could vacation anywhere right now, where would you go? Um, Anywhere right now, I'm thinking about the weather. You know, I, lo- I love to fish down in Key West. I love, uh, you know, the Keys. I like to fish out there, bonefish and tarpon fish. So, I, you know, right now, I just got back from Hawaii, so... I think I'd go down the keys and do a little fishing. Yeah. Uh, next question is: Can I have an eagle rare, a double eagle rare decanter? Uh, yeah, as long as it's empty, I got one for you. <laughs> hey, I'll take that all day, every day. You yeah. know, I love those things. Those are nice. Oh, but man, yeah, I got a couple empty ones. Yeah, I'll take it if you got it. Uh, the last question is: What is your spirit food? Everybody has a spirit animal. What is your spirit food? My spirit food. Uh, you know, that's a, you know, it's funny. I mean, I do like pizza, but that's kind of cliche. Um, you know, this is going to sound real weird, man. I like beets. I like beets. beets. I like beets. You're the first beets I, we've ever had. Mm. I know. And I like pickled beets. I like beets with, I mean, it's crazy. I really like beets, but, um, that's going to sound really strange coming from me, but I like beets. <laughs> All right. Uh, I like beets. I like pizza. But I like beets more. I, I think we're going to give you beets. That's fantastic. <laughs> Never thought I would have heard that. You today. got a you got a twelve out of ten for originality there. So. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's the only thing. You know, I probably never had a beet. I was just trying to think of something. I never. You know. <laughs> Tim, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Any uh, yeah. so any yeah. social media that you'd like to brag about or whatever that people way people uh, can follow. You know, I'm I'm real easy. Uh, Tim Jones Creative on Salt uh, on Instagram. I changed to Tim Jones Creative on Instagram. And then, um, you know, Jen's Original or on Instagram as well, if you want to keep up with that little company. And yeah. uh, But Tim Jones Creative uh, on Instagram, that's that's the easiest thing to see what, what I'm up to and where I am. We've got some neat, neat video shoots. We're doing some brand films starting in the morning for a really great brand. And, uh, you know, we'll be bouncing around all year. You know, we've got some neat stuff coming up. So check it out. Yeah. Don't forget to go to change.org. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag whiskey business lives. Absolutely. Whiskey business. Li- what, what was it? Uh, whiskey business, business lives. Yeah. Lives. That's there better. Go. Yeah. That's good. Awesome. Thank you so much, sir. I appreciate it. Thanks, Tim. We appreciate it. Man, we really appreciate Tim Jones coming on the show. Uh, I know you had a kind of little bromance going on uh, before the show. That's okay, though. We all have our our heroes. I, I mean, guess. this is, the, he, to me, like, he's connected with Buffalo Trace, and that yeah. is, like, 
the epicenter. Well, bourbon flows through your veins. Yeah, it does. Like and Kentucky you, pride. So yeah, I, I totally get it. I love I love Kentucky. My heart is always in Kentucky. If you uh, if I need a blood transfusion, uh, generally we'll go with sausage gravy. But bourbon will also work yeah, as they, quick. They, I, I can see that. That'd yeah. be interesting. <laughs> Hold on, Doc. I've got the Buffalo Trace. Here we go. I just got back from the ABC store, even though we have a limit on here in North Carolina. Now, hey, we, we appreciate you listening as always. Please go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, pretty much any other podcast app that you listen to. Mm-hmm. Go to Southern Fry Philosophy. Give us a like, a heart, a subscribe. Uh, please give us a review. We really appreciate that. You can also go to our website, southernfryphilosophy.com, youtube.com forward slash SFP radio. That's about it. Yeah. Um, hey, just a couple of things I want to put in your head. We have an event coming up May 3rd at Red Hill Brewery. We have Jawan Cap. He will be there. So we'll just putting that in your ear. So mark your calendar May 3rd, and we'll have some more information on that. And next week, we have our special guest, Patrick Lilly, musician here in Charlotte, North Carolina. So thanks again for tuning in. Thank you, Tim Jones. We appreciate it. And as always, keep looking up. Oh.